Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Acts 21. There's a scene in today's chapter that reminds me of a scene from one of the most significant days of my lifetime, September 11th, 2001. And as you think of these towers on fire about to collapse, there are many people running down the stairwells, crowded stairwells in these buildings as people flee. But In those buildings, there are also some people going up, most of whom were brave firefighters going up to seek to rescue people. Now, imagine if, imagine one of those firefighters, imagine that before they go into that building to go up the stairs, imagine that their wife or their kids are there. What do you think they're going to be saying? Probably on some level, don't do it. What are you thinking? Why would you go in there? Don't go up there. And even if there was an understanding of, okay, why they need to go up, there would still be, I would imagine, weeping and tears from the danger that they are sending their loved one into. And if you think about that and the intensity of that situation, you get a sense of some of the scenes we're going to see in Acts 21. Uh, where Paul is on his way to Jerusalem, and a couple different times you will see people pleading with him not to go. Um, And this is the chapter that will conclude Paul's journey to Jerusalem, and we'll see his arrest. And so three things to see about Paul in this chapter, and uh, we'll spend most of our time on the first one. And the first is Paul is brave. Uh, Paul shows an incredible amount of courage in this chapter, and we'll see why and how. So they're journeying to Jerusalem, right? He said goodbye to the Ephesian elders. They're journeying. It records uh, some of the details, and they land at Tyre, and there they stay for seven days. And it says, and through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. Now, that begs an interesting question. Paul is going to Jerusalem, and they're telling him not to through the Spirit. So is there conflict in the Spirit here? Is the Spirit saying one thing to some people and then another thing to Paul? Well, we'll see why I think the answer to that is no. There is no conflict there uh, as we get down a little bit later. But you see that there is Um, praying and farewells. And you can imagine the weight of these as these people are pleading with Paul not to go. Well, then they go and they come to Caesarea and they stay in the house of Philip the evangelist. And it talks about his unmarried daughters who prophesied. And then another prophet named Agabus coming down and he takes Paul's belt and binds his own hands and feet and says, thus says the Holy Spirit, this is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. So I think 
That's probably a similar thing to what we saw back in verse four with the spirit. The spirit is communicating what will happen to Paul, I think most likely. And then the people are responding to that by pleading with Paul not to go uh, because they do not want to see him bound and arrested and possibly killed. But look, as, as they plead with Paul not to go, as they urge him not to go to Jerusalem, look at what Paul says in verse 13. Then Paul answered, what are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he could not be persuaded, we ceased and said, let the will of the Lord be done. So there, even in the end there, I think we see a couple things that contribute to the bravery and the the courage that Paul shows. And one is going back even to something we saw back in the last chapter, Acts chapter 20. uh, What we see here is uh, Paul really means what he says when he's saying he doesn't account his life as value. Paul's goal in life was not his own comfort, was not his own dreams, was not his own success. His goal in life was to be faithful as a servant of Christ and to fulfill his mission specifically as an apostle. Uh, Going back to uh, chapter 20, you know, he talks about how he, in verse 24, but I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. That's his standard of faithfulness and nothing can dissuade him from that. And even danger will not turn him away from that. He is committed because he's committed to the task that God has given him. He is not committed to his own agenda. And then also the other thing you see here that I think will lead to true bravery and courage is a submission to the will of God. And that's what Paul's conviction ultimately leads everyone to. Everyone says, let the will of the Lord be done. And even in there, I I can't help but think of the words of Jesus Christ as he is in the garden about to go uh, to his imprisonment and death, Uh, not really imprisonment, but arrest and death. They didn't put him in prison. They just ran him through the trials and put him straight to death. Um, But we see similar ideas there when he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And I think we see that echoed in the life of Paul. And we certainly see that echoed here in the words of everyone else saying, let the will of the Lord be done. And, And so there we see, again, I think this is an exceptional moment. It's not every day, every week, a Christian is going to have a moment saying, I'm going to arrest and likely death. Um, But I think it's the faithfulness we will show in the little moments this week that would prepare us for that moment. Today, are you submitted to the will of God? Are you saying, not my will, but yours be done? Today, is it not about your life being precious to you, but it's about being faithful to what God has called you to do? And you're not an apostle, uh, but you have a church to serve. You have people around you that need to hear the gospel. You have perhaps a job that God has called you to be faithful in. You perhaps are a mother or a father and God has called you to be faithful in that. And you need to say, it's not about my agenda. It's being faithful to the task that God has given me. And so then Paul goes up to Jerusalem and he meets with the leaders of the church there. And we've seen Paul being brave. Now we'll see Paul being gracious uh, because 
it seems that there are false reports going around and they're hearing uh, people are believing. And, and this seems to be coming. This is a a good intentioned, good faith uh, concern here uh, from Christians who are saying, wait, is Paul telling all these people to just totally disregard the law? And there's a genuine concern uh, about that from some Christians here. And so the leaders of the church instruct him, hey, why don't you take these men, pay their vow, uh, you show that you're not telling people to just ignore the law. And if you're saying, wait, didn't they say in Acts 15 uh, that we didn't need to require uh, the Gentile believers uh, to keep all of the law? They're not backing down from that. In fact, they, um, they they go to that. And it seems that, hey, Paul, you're a Jew. And the concern is you're telling Jews just to forget their heritage, to forget all the traditions of Judaism. And Paul is going to show, no, that's not what I am saying. And here we see something we'll see later that Paul talks about uh, being all things to all people. That it's again, it's not about his agenda, but he doesn't want to offend his Jewish brothers. So he's going to do these things that I don't think uh, he was required to do, obviously for salvation, definitely not, or even necessarily required to do for his sanctification. But he he wanted to do that for the sake of his brothers, uh, so as not to offend them, so as not to create unnecessary confusion. Now, our cultural context is quite different, but there are ways we need to learn to be gracious to others, to put preferences aside, to be careful to not give unnecessary offense to others. That that is a good and biblical thing for Christians to consider. But a key word there was unnecessary. We don't want to give unnecessary offense because even though Paul was gracious and tried not to give unnecessary offense, well, because of his gospel ministry, people were still offended. So we've seen Paul being brave. We've seen Paul being gracious. The chapter concludes with Paul being persecuted. And it's the Jews from Asia. Now, remember, even a lot of this persecution is coming from a place of jealousy. That's what we've seen originally from the Jews in Asia. They're jealous of Paul and his successful ministry and his persuasion of people. And so they cry out, men of Israel, help. This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law and this place. Boom, false accusations. And then even more, moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. And basically they're saying that off of an assumption. And so it's another false accusation. And that's one thing we've seen now in Acts several times. Many times persecution will take the form of false uh, accusations. And so they seize Paul, they drag him, they're beating Paul, and they're trying to kill him, but the Roman soldiers step in. And even then, there's great confusion here. The Roman soldiers don't know who this person is, but they're stepping in, and the chapter will end with Paul preparing to address the crowd, and that's what we'll see in chapter 22. But in chapter 21, we've seen Paul be persecuted, we've seen Paul be gracious, and we've seen Paul be brave. And I hope we show that same bravery, that same courage today as we submit our will to God. And choose not to live for our own dreams or our own desires, but as we live to be faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.